Amen. Well, would you please take your message outline or slip up your hand, would you, if you need a message outline today? And if you take a few notes, I believe it will really help you to remember the truths that we are about to get into. Keep your hand up, please, as the ushers pass them out to you, or you can find one in your bulletin in your program. Our theme today is praying with our fingers. I was trying to figure out exactly what to call this message, and I thought maybe I'm just going to Call it what it is. Make it very simple. Praying with our fingers. Recently, I challenged our Rosewood Church of the Nazarene family to 70 days of prayer and fasting from February the 6th to Easter Sunday, April the 16th of this year, 2017. If you recall, I asked you to pray for at least, at least five minutes each day. And if you look at your bulletin, the front cover, so you wouldn't miss it, I asked us to pray that we would reach our Rosewood Church World Missions goal of $60,000 by the end of April of this year. I asked us to pray, please, for the safety of a dear persecuted Christian family of four in Pakistan and their safe arrival here in Canada as refugees. I indicated that the father's initials are AK and family. And I asked us to pray for your own personal biggest need, biggest problem, challenge, or crisis that you face. And we, we asked and, and uh, continue to declare that each Friday, each Friday between now and Easter is a day of fasting. So whatever is going to work for you, pray and fast. Pray through the week, but especially fast in one way or another on Friday or deny yourself in a way that is going to truly be uh, uh, demonstrating a spirit of denial on Friday as we seek the Lord. So today, I want to teach you a simple way to pray using your hands and your fingers. I want you to notice the scripture on your message outline there, Psalm 88, verse 9, which says, Each day I beg for your help, O Lord. I lift my hands to you for mercy. Read it with me, okay? Each day I beg for your help, O Lord. I lift my hands to you for mercy. One way of lifting your hands in prayer is to put our hands together, of course, as we often do. We, you know, we, we put our hands together like this, right? We will often pray like this, which is very good in my opinion and very appropriate. Another way to pray is to extend our hands like this, uh, and sometimes to lift our hands up high. And basically, today... I want to teach you how you might pray using your, your hands and fingers. In other words, your fingers on each hand can serve to remind you as to what to pray for. Now, usually the messages which I share with you and with our radio listeners are messages which I develop from scratch, I develop from start to finish, 
They are my own uh, creations, you might say, with study, prayer, and help from the Lord, and sometimes some helpful input from from Dr. Lisa, my other pastor friends. And I, I just want to be honest with you and tell you that the basic idea, the basic idea for this message I got from Pastor Rick Warren of the Saddleback Community Church. And I don't know, I really don't know if the idea of what each finger might stand for, I don't know if he actually came up with it or if someone else came up with it. Uh, it's possible that some of you have seen this idea in some Christian devotional book or some magazine or you heard it on the radio or television. I don't know. All I can tell you is I first heard it from a message uh, that Pastor Rick gave last year sometime. All right, a message entitled, Learn How to Pray and Fast for a Breakthrough. So, I want you to notice that when you hold up your hands for prayer like this, okay, what, what, is, what is closest to your heart? What part of your hand or hands? Your thumb, right? Okay, so the thumb, the thumb is clearly closest to the heart. Well, I want you to think, first of all, as to what the thumb can remind us to pray for. Your thumb can remind you to pray for those who are closest to your heart. Meaning, who? Family and friends. So, pray first, as you think about the left hand. Today we're going to talk just about the left hand. In another message, we'll talk about the right hand. Okay, so the left hand symbolizes who to pray for, who to pray for. And to begin with, the thumb reminds us to pray for family and friends. Pray first for those closest to you. Well, what might you pray for in regards to your family and friends? When I got this idea I thought, okay, what, what should I, what should we specifically pray for? All right. For those of you taking notes, if it's helpful, I want to try, I encourage you to try to fit it into your little outline there. A, pray for their salvation. Pray for their salvation. Joshua chapter 24 verse 15 says, As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. That's the New Living Translation. Uh, sometimes we quote that verse from one of the other translations, which says, as for me and my, what? Uh, me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But my house is re referring to my family. On, on Tuesday of this past week, as most of you have already heard, and uh, radio listeners, I'm happy to share this news with you. Tuesday of this week, our son Jeremy and his wife Kirby had their first child, a precious little girl, baby, Everly, Ruth, Stavropoulos, seven pounds, one ounce. Well, as I held her, as I held this little bundle of joy in my arms there at the Markham Stouffville Hospital, what was one of my first prayers? One of my first prayers was, Lord, I pray. I pray that my little granddaughter will grow up knowing and loving and serving Jesus as her Savior and Lord. Amen? Amen? 
I want to start life right with her, right? Praying for her salvation. Praying that as she grows and begins to understand, she is going to put her faith and trust in Jesus. And uh, I, I love it when I hear different people in our church tell me that you pray for, for your children and you pray for your grandchildren. Brother Ron, who introduced his guest earlier, I know regularly he prays, he prays for his children, and he prays for his grandchildren in a beautiful way. So, whether your child or your grandchild is a newborn, or he or she is a toddler, or is in grade school, in high school, college, university, let your thumb, okay? Let your thumb, as you look at it, let your thumb on your left hand remind you to pray for their salvation. Pray also, pray also, by the way, for the salvation of, of obviously, your husband. If he is not yet saved, pray for your wife, your brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, cousins, your whole family, and friends. <clears throat> now, in addition to praying for their salvation, point B is pray for their health. <clears throat> pray for their health. Uh, the third letter of John, verse 2 says, Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. Amen? Oh, I was, I was just thinking, my dear sister visiting from, from Florida, my sister, you can, you can take notes here, give, give the notes to your husband, and, and say, sweetheart, I brought you back a present. Here's a, here's a message you can develop and, and preach in your church down there in Florida. Amen? So, pray for their health, as 3 John verse 2 says. Our granddaughter's um, middle name is Ruth. Ruth, named after Aunt Ruth Jennings, who babysat our, well, babysat and took great care of our two children when they were growing up. And I am sure, in fact, I know that Aunt Ruth regularly prayed for our children's health. Uh, she just loved them and prayed for them constantly. So please pray for your family's what? Your family's and friends' salvation and for their health. Then C, we're still on the thumb, okay? The thumb takes a lot of time. <laughs> okay, C, pray for their protection. Pray for their protection. If you're running out of space, you can go to the backside of your handout there. Psalm 145, verse 20 says, The Lord protects all those who love him. And the Apostle Paul said, as recorded in Acts 26, verse 22, God has protected me right up to this present time. God has protected me. Isn't that wonderful? It's, it's beautiful when you and I pray for the protection of our family members. For them to be protected physically and emotionally and spiritually. Amen. Then, let's also, point D, pray for God's guidance. Galatians 5.16 says, Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. And Psalm 16, verse 7 says, I will bless the Lord who, what? Who guides me. Who guides me. My wife Cindy and I have a precious two and a half year old wonderful grandson whose name is Yanni. 
And of course, some of you know now, now that the, our baby granddaughter has arrived, we've got to all try to help the two-and-a-half-year-old get used to another, another little family member, right? But anyway, so we have our little grandson, Yanni, and I have, I have already started to pray for little Yanni that as he's growing up, the Lord will guide him. The Lord will guide him to discover what is God's will for his life. Amen? Amen? I have also been praying for Lil Yanni so that the Lord will guide him, will guide him to the right wife, the right wife when he's grown up. You see, you've got to think long term. You've got to think long term. Right? Amen. Yeah. I mean, I want to make sure that little boy finds, finds a, 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 a woman as outstanding as Dr. Lisa Otar here. Amen. Amen. That's true. That's true. And uh, I, I just want to say, continue to pray for your families and friends' salvation and health protection, guidance. Furthermore, furthermore, point E, pray for harmony in the family and harmony with friends. Now stick with me. Stick with me. Okay? Romans 12, 16 says, live in harmony with each other. And 2 Corinthians 13, verse 11 says, live in harmony and peace. There are many other Bible verses that say something the same or similar, right? Okay, let's be honest. Can we be honest? We hope so. We're in church. Right? Let's be honest. It isn't always easy to keep harmony in the home. Amen. Who's that honest person back there? <laughs> okay. Now, I love my wife, Cindy. Did you get that? I love my wife, Cindy. Last night, my wife, Cindy, slept over at Jeremy and Kirby's house so that she could take care of the baby, the newborn granddaughter, through the night so the parents could get hopefully a good sleep tonight. Now, Cindy told me she was going to go to our new Connect Church of the Nazarene in Ajax, which we started just over a year and a half ago. She told me she was going to go to Connect Church with, with our son, Pastor Jeremy, and, and uh, his wife and the baby. She was going to go there. And this means, this means, praise God, I can say some things without my wife coming up to the platform to beat me up. Right? The problem is some of you will beat me up for her. But anyway, remember now I said, I love my wife, and she's a wonderful lady, but sometimes, sometimes she does things that cause me to have to pray and work hard to keep the harmony. Uh, I'm just being honest with you. For example, who said what? 
For, for example, for example, for years, I mean for years, I think since Noah's Ark days, for years, we used to have our garbage bag and the recycling bag right next to the counter in the kitchen area where it should be, where those two bags should be so that if I open up, for example, a little processed cheese, you know, you know, these little craft cheese slices. So if I open up a craft cheese and I take off the plastic, I know some of you are saying you shouldn't eat processed cheese. I know. Okay. If I take off the plastic, I can easily drop the little, the little plastic, uh, plastic thing. I can drop it into the recycling bag, like just two steps away from me. Doesn't that make sense? Yes, right. Okay. Well, I mean, that's the way it was since Noah's days. Okay. Then about, about six to eight months ago, I went home for supper and I found, I found, I found my wife had moved the garbage bag and the recycling bag all the way. She moved it all the way. All the way, all the way, all the way, I mean, all, all the way, all the way to the other side of the kitchen. I'm not exaggerating. I saw what she did. I saw... Woman, how can you do this? You know? So now, when I'm in the kitchen cooking, which is every day at supper time, and I have to put some little paper in the recycling or garbage, uh, in the regular garbage bin, I, I, I have to walk, instead of just you know one step over or two steps back, I have to walk all the way over to the other side of the kitchen. I, I have to walk. I have to walk an extra kilometer. <laughs> kilometer, or maybe it's, it's three kilometers just to put a little piece of paper in the recycling spot. <laughs> I don't know what someone said, but I hope you're on my side, brother. <laughs> now, now, when I first, when I first discovered that my wonderful wife had moved the garbage to the other side of the kitchen, I lovingly said, I want you to know, I lovingly said, Honey, honey, what, what did you do that for? I said, it doesn't make sense to have to walk all the way to the other side of the kitchen just to dispose of a little piece of paper in the garbage. And she says, she said, oh, oh, I, I just thought it would be nicer there than where we've had it. I said, sweetheart, sweetheart, I, I, I don't, I don't want to walk three kilometers to the garbage can. She said, oh, it's, it's just a little extra exercise for you. <laughs> To our new bride back there from, from Florida, don't do that to your husband. <laughs> now, six or eight months later now, 
Six or eight months later, she still hasn't moved the garbage bins back to where common sense says they should be. Can you believe that? And every time, every time, every time I walk the 10 kilometers to the garbage bin, every time I, I walk that path to put something in the garbage, I've been, you know, I've been tempted, I've been tempted to pick up the garbage cans and, 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 and put them where they should be and say to my wife, I've been tempted to say, honey, I'm the man, I'm the man of this house and those garbage cans are going to stay where I put them. I've been tempted. I've been tempted, George. Now, I haven't done that. Even though, even though I have to walk 20 kilometers to dispose of some garbage, I do it for the sake for the sake of harmony. The sake of harmony. Radio listeners, I think the congregation is on my side for once. My friends, whether it's you or me, we have to pick our battles. Dr. Lisa Autar, when you get married, just remember, you got to pick your battles. And it's nice if most times you let your husband win. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> by the way, by the way, ladies, ladies, that, that may mean that you wonderful ladies should, you ladies should give in more often to your husbands than you do. Gentlemen, 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 is there an amen in the house? Where are the men in this church? Where are you men? I mean, I put myself in a lot of trouble here potentially and, and you men just aren't standing with me. Well, Cindy's... Oh, so pray, pray for your families and friends, salvation, health, protection, guidance, and harmony. And uh, I may have damaged my own harmony by telling you about the garbage issue. Okay. Saf, listen, Saf, Narish, don't be texting my wife telling her about this story. Okay, I told you she's at the Connect Church. Don't anybody send her any secret messages, please. Okay? So, the left hand. The left hand, or the left thumb, reminds us to pray for our family and friends. Now, unfortunately, I won't have as much time to spend on the other fingers, but uh, let's, let's continue. And some of you are thinking... Praise God, you don't have time to spend as much time on the other fingers. <laughs> okay, all right. The, the, finger, the, finger, the finger closest to your thumb is what? It's called, usually we call it the index, the index finger, right? The index finger. 
Uh, a lot of times we use the index finger to point the way, to point the way and to point out something, correct? And sometimes when, when you were growing up, some people use that finger to, to caution you and correct you and, and say, like George's mom used to say, Georgie, you shouldn't be doing that, George. Nope. What's that, George? That's how she did it. <laughs> how do I know these things, George? Well, because he and I have had discussions. I knew his mom years ago before she went to heaven. Okay. You know, a lot of times the fingers used, well, has been used, and you've probably used it. You know, hey, don't, child, don't do that. Okay. So the index finger can remind you to pray for what? For teachers and leaders in your life and in our society who point the way, who point the way, who give some direction, all right? So what do we want to do in regards to praying for teachers and leaders? Well, A, A, to begin with, pray for spiritual leaders. Pray for spiritual leaders. Hebrews 13, verse 7 says, Remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. Think of all the good that, that has come from their lives, and follow the example of their faith. And then Hebrews 13, verse 17 says this. It says, Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls and they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. This means, this means you and I should pray. For example, we should pray for our Sunday school teachers, our small group leaders, our church board members, our Sunday school board members, our local church pastors, an associate pastor, youth pastor, children's pastor. Uh, we should pray for our, our district superintendent, Reverend Ian and Pat Fitzpatrick. We should pray for our district uh, assistant superintendent, Pastor Steve and Pat Otley, for instance. Let us keep on praying for the ministers of our daughter churches, the churches that we started, for instance. You know, Pastor Trudy White at Markham Church, Pastor Dean at our Oshawa Church, uh, Reverend Dr. Tina Patamber at our Richmond Hill Congregation, Pastor Yanni at our Ajax Connect Church, the pastor of our Rosewood Chinese Church. Let, let us pray as well for the ministers, for the ministers of our community. We've got other wonderful Christian churches all all over Toronto. We want to pray for them, pray for them on a, on a regular basis, all right? So let's also pray for the professors, the professors of, uh, of Christian schools like Canada Christian College here in Toronto, Tyndale College and Seminary, and uh, let's pray for Ambrose University out in Calgary and many other Christian schools that try to point the way, okay, that point the way for children, youth, and young people and adults. Also, let us, point B, pray for secular leaders. For secular leaders. Romans 13, verse 1 says this. It says, Everyone must submit to governing authorities, for all authority comes from God, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. My friends, you and I, you and I have the responsibility of praying for our city politicians, our provincial 
and national politicians and other world leaders. The truth is, they all need, no one is smart enough to do it on their own, they all need God's help to govern wisely, whether they realize it or not. Isn't that so? Yes. No one, no one is smart enough to govern on their own without God's help. So, let the index finger remind us to pray for teachers and leaders who ideally, what? Point the way. Let's now uh, think about the third finger. The third finger, which is uh, the tallest finger. On my hand, is yours the tallest finger? Usually it is, unless you banged it at some point in life. Anyway, so it's the tallest finger. Now, the tallest finger stands out the most and can remind us to pray for, for who? For the influencers. For the influencers, I-N-F-L-U-E-N-C-E-R-S. The influencers in our society. We want people influencing for good and not for bad or for evil. Because, because if the big influencers in our society influence for bad, life can become even more difficult for thousands or millions of people. If you get the right influence, society goes up. If there is the wrong influence, society goes down. Isn't this true? Right? Big influencers stand out in the crowd. Okay, stick with me. Some of you are still wondering, okay, what am I really saying here? Who might be the big influencers? Sometimes the big influencers might be, might be, not always, might be a prime minister, a president, or some other country leader. Occasionally, occasionally a spiritual leader like Dr. Billy Graham was a significant North American and international spiritual leader. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it's not very often that, uh, that spiritual leaders have influence nationally or, or worldwide. And praise God that Dr. Billy Graham did, in fact, influence in a positive way, obviously, across the globe. Now, whether we like it or not, are, are, you, are you with me now? You with me? Okay. Whether we like it or not, the truth is, in North America, the biggest influencers on a larger scale are celebrities, movie stars, big-name music groups, and high-profile athletes. Think about it. Some of you have probably never thought about it, but this is reality. And we have to pray for these people, for them to have positive influence. Celebrities, movie stars, big-name music groups, and high-profile athletes have a lot of influence over people. Many, many of you, and probably most of you here, knew and you know Michael Jordan as one of the greatest basketball 
players of all time. When certain companies wanted to increase their sales in a big way, guess what? When some major companies across the world wanted to increase their sales in a big way, they, they did not, they did not ask Pastor Nick Stavropoulos to be their spokesperson. And I'm sorry, Dr. Lisa Autar, they did not ask you to be their spokeswoman. Did they ask any of you in this sanctuary? No. Radio listeners, did they ask any of you? No. No. They asked Michael Jordan and paid him millions of dollars to promote their product. And he and his family are still probably making millions every year just because of the brand. Now, why, why did these companies, and why do these companies pay these big bucks to, let's say, in this instance, Michael Jordan? Because, because his success as a basketball player influenced millions of people around the world to buy Michael Jordan running shoes, shirts, pants, or whatever. Now, some of you here are probably still wearing and using products which Michael Jordan promoted. Uh, by the way, I have nothing against the man, okay? Nothing against Michael Jordan and uh, nothing against what he did. A lot of people, a lot of people paid $250 to $300 for Michael Jordan running shoes, which really could have been purchased for $30 to $50 without the Michael Jordan name on them. You didn't know that, did you? Now you do. Now, I want you to know, once again, I, I, I don't have anything against Mr. Jordan or any other athlete. I'm simply using him as an example of a, a sports star who has had a lot of influence over children, youth, and, yes, adults. Likewise, likewise, some big-name music groups have had a lot of influence. Sometimes the influence has been bad, very bad, and that's why, parents, we have to really watch carefully what our children, grandchildren, and young people listen to. Amen? We have to be very careful to try to prevent them from listening to music groups that have words and music that is not uh, God-honoring, that is not positive, that is not helpful. Okay, um, but, uh, but there, there have been music groups that fortunately, oftentimes, their influence has been good. It's been good. For instance, for instance, across the years, when there has been a catastrophe in, in the world, such as, let's say, a tsunami, an earthquake, a hurricane, tornadoes, or whatever, we as a church, we as a church have often had special offerings to help with the catastrophe. And often as a church, you know, we've raised here at Rosewood Church, we've raised thousands of dollars for re relief efforts, which have been good. At the same time, at the same time, some of the big name music groups held benefit concerts to help, for instance, with the relief efforts. And they ended up, they ended up having 50,000 to 100,000 people show up for the concert and along with 
uh, TV rights and CD sales and DVD sales. Their concerts, their concerts sometimes raise 50 to 100 million dollars for the re relief efforts, which was wonderful. No, what, what is that? What is that? That is influence. That is influence. And you and I need to pray for big name influencers to influence our society for good. Are you with me now? You probably never thought about this. You and I need to pray for influencers like, like some politicians, celebrities, movie stars, music groups, high-profile athletes, to do good, to do good in our community, in our society, in our country, in North America, around the world. And by the way, this is a side note about how things in our society sometimes, sometimes just don't make sense. Recently, a high-profile athlete was signed by the Toronto Blue Jays to to play the upcoming season for $18 million. I mean, if they had just spoken to me, I would have done it for only $15 million. <laughs> you know, they just weren't smart enough to phone me up. Okay, I have nothing, I have nothing against that baseball player, and I know there are other athletes earning the same amount or more for one year of playing a game of uh, baseball, basketball, hockey, soccer, or football. But the truth is, almost none of us will ever earn $18 million in our entire lifetime. Isn't that true? But, but, let's pray, let's pray that the few people who earn mega millions will use will use their money to be a blessing in communities. To be a blessing for people in need. To be a blessing for children and youth. Amen? Amen? And so my friends, I say to us, as you think of your left hand, as you think of the thumb. Remember to pray for family and friends. And sometimes, by the way, you can pray in a lot of detail, such as I gave you, and sometimes you might be just more general. Whatever is suitable for that given time. The index finger reminds us to what? Pray for teachers and leaders who point the way. And the third tallest finger reminds us to pray for influencers. All right. In a future message, I'm going to get into what the next two fingers refer to and what the right hand can remind you to pray about. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, it is a privilege for all of us to pray. And Lord, I pray, I pray that for at least some of us here, this, this message, these truths, can turn out to be ideas we 
Thank you. 